You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, this episode brought to you by Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday, just like Alex and I here for the Cardinals. They're looking at a national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, the podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. So follow along on Twitter, at Lockdown AZ Cards. Follow us on Facebook or like us, whatever, at Lockdown AZ Cards. We're going to be on YouTube soon, I promise. We're going to have the Apple Podcast situation behind us soon. Uh, all things out of our control, but what we can control is what we're going to talk about today. Kyler Murray, fantasy football projections. We looked at some Kyler projections last week. It was uh, from ESPN.com. Wasn't it Mark Clay, Mike Clay, Alex? And uh, yeah. yeah, Mike Clay. Mike Clay, and a little bit more um, based off of what he's done so far, just kind of similar Probably just took the averages of his two seasons. Uh, with the extra game, I was a little surprised at what Mike Clay had for Kyler Murray. I was a little bit more optimistic after seeing what Yahoo Fantasy Sports has for Kyler Murray's fantasy football projections. And we're just going to start with Kyler. Uh, we're going to get into, we've got an awesome fantasy football guest potentially in the works coming up soon. But we'll look at DeAndre Hopkins. We'll look at James Conner. We'll look at Chase Edmonds. Uh, we'll look at the defense. We'll look at whoever's playing the tight end position. Also, the Arizona Cardinals signed a free agent wide receiver today. It's it's not Larry Fitzgerald, uh, but it reunites Cliff Kingsbury with a familiar player from his past. Uh, we'll get into it. Actually, we'll get into that. Uh, why don't we just do it right now? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals announced that they've signed Antoine Wesley, the wide receiver who's been with the Baltimore Ravens the last uh, couple seasons, I guess, or he was most recently a Baltimore Raven. He played at Texas Tech his final college football season for the Red Raiders under Cliff Kingsbury. He had his finest college season, 1,400 yards receiving, nine touchdowns, big kid, 6'5", over 200 pounds. Alex, uh, initial thoughts on the signing? I'm, I'm not, I don't think anybody's believing that Wesley's going to be like the solution at playmaking opposite DeAndre Hopkins, but, you know, maybe could be something reuniting him with K2. Yeah, I mean he's he's six four, uh, four fourteen hundred receiving yards, nine nine touchdowns in twenty eighteen. His last year in college, okay. I think I think if we're shifting towards bringing in bigger guys and not a oh is this an Andy Isabella? Oh, is this a guy that could be the next Tyreek Hill off the uh, off the wood pile? Six four is you can't mess with that. Even though Akeem Butler a couple of years ago um, didn't see a snap with the Cardinals and is now pretty much out of the league. Uh, you brought up an interesting point before we cracked the mics that. Could be an interesting uh, possibility for tight end if if they want to get weird with that with the Kelvin Benjamin situation. I think Kelvin Benjamin's even taller. Uh, but yeah, I, much ado about nothing. I hope that this. I hope that there's another move to be made in the wide receiver room before kickoff week one. Doesn't look like there will be, but uh, crazier things have happened. I mean, there's still a couple guys out there that they can go out and get for a low price point to help this roster. As far as Wesley and his uh, his draft numbers a couple seasons ago 
Didn't run the 40. Benched six times. He only benched 225 six times. So with the size, not exactly a lot of strength. His vertical was about 37 inches. So with the size, doesn't come a whole lot of athleticism, which also kind of, when you think, you know, a less athletic wide receiver with decent height and probably could bulk on some pounds, I think maybe tight end. I don't know. They tried to do this with Dylan Cantrell last year, a guy that played under Cliff Kingsbury, played the wide receiver position. He was a guy that came into the league, didn't see any hay with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and then they wanted to convert him to tight end. He was never heard from after the signing with the Arizona Cardinals. And this could be the case with Antoine Wesley. It does ask the question, you know, they sign another wide receiver. I I don't I saw Blake Murphy, one of our Arizona Cardinals podcast friends out there on Twitter, say, you know, it's a signing and it's not Fitz. It's, I said there's an easy solution to that. As soon as Larry Fitzgerald, if he ever green lights coming back, Steve Kime just, you know, tells Andy Isabella to come into his office and you've got a roster spot wide open for the Cardinals. Because this was the final roster spot apparently for the Cardinals. This is 90. Yeah. I mean, Fitz can do, he's going to do whatever he wants. It, it's still weird that we haven't heard of Pete. Um, now that it's going longer, it makes me think like he is coming back. Because why don't you just retire? This isn't about him. This isn't about him juicing this. He's not juicing this orange. You know, I mean, it's it's time. I mean, it's, I feel like you would know at this point, February, March, April, May, we're going on 100 days. I, I joked about that last week. I think the first 100 days of Larry Fitzgerald's plight to leave football or stay in it. Um, but yeah, any Isabella, I feel like Steve Kime is still going to be bullish on keeping him to see one last shot because what we saw last year was two out of three games. He had three touchdowns in two games early on in the season. And it was like there were – he finally cracked the – um cracked the uh, fantasy football market. Is Andy Isabella worth a dynasty pickup? Is Andy Isabella worth picking up this year and plug and play in a PPR? And then he obviously dropped off the face of the earth. I can't remember what game it was where he completely lost track of the football. I don't know if it was Dallas. I think I think it was at home where he completely lost track of the football on a deep route, and that was kind of what spelled the end for Isabella. But yeah, um, Fisk wants to come back. I'd be cool with it at this point. The thing about Make Andy, a decision. Yeah, the thing about Andy Isabella, and, it, and it's really changed – the last couple seasons, and I don't know if it has to do with uh, scouting and, and as far as how they rack up these numbers, but it's it reminds me of like players that used to throw 95 and above in Major League Baseball. Like You used to count them on two hands, and now you've got a, a bunch of them on each roster, right? Like guys just throwing gas. So if you could get one, even though they couldn't harness it, and the wild thing Rick Vaughn throwing it at the backstop – you know, every other pitch, you wanted that guy with that type of talent and you would try to do everything to kind of get him there. Now, especially after this last, you know, draft season, it seems like wide receivers that run sub 4 40s grow on trees. Like you can find guys like that. So you're not like giving up on elite talent. You're definitely not giving up on elite size. Like Andy Isabella, I feel like he's been given ample opportunity as a second-round pick, I'm sure it stings because, look, not only did you miss out on Josh Rosen, the initial pick, but then you missed out on the pick that you received for Josh Rosen, a second-round pick in 2019. But at the same token, it's just like the guy can't consistently get open. He played before he was benched last year, essentially. He received 80% of the snaps. He saw five targets, and he had two catches for like seven yards. It's just he can't get open 
in an NFL game against NFL caliber cornerbacks. And he's that was his year two. I, I just don't you, it's one thing to sit there and bang the table for more opportunities for Andy Isabella, but at some point he's going to have to like whatever opportunities he's get he gets, he's gonna have to take advantage of them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an interesting little wrinkle to that, though. What we saw on, what was it, Thursday night football against San Francisco, the 80-yard touchdown catch and run, yeah. where it was a look over here and you're going to throw to Andy on the other side. There's enough talent in the wide receiver room right now where you could definitely use him, use the stud receivers as decoys. Once Andy Isabella gets an open space, he's gone. So you still have that ability you still have that talent on the roster. And you're right. If he can't get open on his own, you could use myriad decoys in Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, and DeAndre Hopkins to spring him. I mean, keeping the defense honest with Andy Isabella on the field when it's not a jet sweep or a, a dumbass end around, if he can get down the field and he and he's open, he's gone once he catches the ball because he's usually the fastest guy on the field or close to it. It's the longest, they just got to figure yeah. out a way to use them. It's the longest two-letter word ever, if. I mean, like, that's the biggest thing with a guy like Andy Isabella. He just, I mean, with DeAndre Hopkins, there's no excuses. The, this wide receiver core, like, there's no excuses. We saw it successfully work, or work successfully in Houston. Like, there were guys, Will Fuller, even though he's never had a 1,000-yard receiving, he was a good Robin to DeAndre Hopkins Batman and at the end of last season, there was just nobody emerging. Like, it was very disappointing between the collection of young wide receivers that nobody stepped up down the stretch and had the Arizona Cardinals seeking playmaking opposite Nook this offseason. It's locked on Cardinals. I have Alex's uh, Twitter handle incorrect in the uh, video that I sent out today. Forgot the old right. S. I put in Clancy Corner. I don't know if that actually exists, but... Uh, He's at Clancy's Corner. Follow him there. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. And follow me at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Kyler Murray, fantasy football projections. Plus, we'll kind of revisit the Antoine Wesley thing. Does he have a role on this roster? It's going to be tough to crack. Even, you know, a quiet wide receiver room uh, with the addition of Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. Is there a spot for a guy like Wesley? We'll revisit that uh, later on this podcast. Uh, playoff basketball is back in the Valley of the Sun after over a decade of the Suns not being in the playoffs. Sunday, it's going down. Yeah, they drew the defending champion Lakers. And LeBron and crew, they're two-and-a-half-point dogs at the Suns on Sunday. You like the Sunnies to win the series opener? Well, go to Bet Online for all your sports action. It's the easiest way. Baseball season, of course, in full swing. I suggest betting against the Diamondbacks. They're not good at the baseball. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, UFC, MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as your team, the Suns, prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website. Use your cell. Sign up today. Receive the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. So I was pretty excited, Alex. Um, I got the invite for my league that I'm in couple months ago, or like a couple weeks ago, and I finally went to the website, made sure my team was good, looked at who I could have my keepers, and then I ventured into just the, you know, the overall 
stats you know, section of Yahoo Fantasy Football, and I looked at all the projections. And Kyler Murray is expected to be a big-time fantasy football quarterback, just player in general. He's projected to have the third most fantasy football points of anybody, and this is in my scoring. It's half-point PPR, and <clears throat> you get four points per passing touchdown, six points for a rushing or receiving touchdown. Kyler Murray, third-best fantasy football player projected by Yahoo Fantasy Sports in most standard leagues. Patrick Mahomes is your number one. Josh Allen is your number two. And those are the only guys ahead of Kyler Murray. He's number three on this list. Ahead of I thought Lamar Prescott. Jackson would be up there for sure. Well, Lamar Jackson can't throw the football. He is actually, uh, you've got Dak under Kyler that. Murray. You've got Justin Herbert under Dak. And then you've got Lamar Jackson uh, because Lamar Jackson is supposed to throw for significantly less yards 3,400 right. yards. That would be under a thousand. That would be a thousand less than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's pretty 200 total, yards a game, huh? 200 yards a game for the seventh ranked quarterback, yeah. according to Pro Football Focus. <laughs> right, 200 now, yards a game. He's he's supposed to come close to another thousand yards rushing, um, six rushing touchdowns. Kyler Murray's are pretty close to those numbers, but with a lot gaudier passing numbers. Kyler Murray's full stat line here, according to. Yahoo Fantasy Sports, 4,400, almost 4,500 yards passing, 31 touchdown passes with 785 yards on the ground and over seven rushing touchdowns. That would be a monster season. Now, that's in 17 31 touchdown passes. That's less than – so here's the thing. When I saw with Mike Clay, when we talked about that earlier, it was a little bit more – the numbers weren't as high as what Yahoo projected – the, all the projections were for 16 games. Yeah. Even though he's like, this is a 17-game season, he has these players playing 16 games. I'm not sure if we're going to see rest weeks if teams are in playoff contention. Like, I, I'm not sure why it's uh, based on 16 when there's a 17th game on the slate this year. 31 touchdown passes doesn't seem like a whole lot, Bo. I mean, he had 26 in 16 games last week, last year. So he's got you know just the extra game, plus you got to imagine that he's going to take – a leap or just a step forward in his third season. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just a little uptick. So I, I don't think it, that's, and it's just, I don't, I think there's a, they cap these projections a little bit. They can't be too crazy. I, I got to imagine, you know, Kyler Murray, the ceiling is higher than 31 touchdowns. Absolutely. I hear what you're saying. Um, but, you know, just looking at, you know, his average stats through two seasons, what they could project is where he could go up with better play from his wide receivers and him maybe getting through his projections and becoming a more polished passer. Um, you know, I mean, I think that these are pretty fair. Like, they can't, even with Patrick Mahomes, well, these are pretty eye-popping. 44 <laughs> touchdown passes. Uh, you know, that's with 5,500 yards. They didn't uh, hold back on Patrick Mahomes, but rightfully so. <laughs> Let's look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen, just under 5,000 yards passing, 4,900 with 38 touchdown passes and um, just under 600 yards rushing and seven rushing touchdowns. It is it is pretty interesting. I mean, it's like they went nuts with the first two guys and then Kyler Murray, it's like they they kind of uh, pumped the brakes. But still, well, look, if he has that season, I think you can comfortably say that unless something went horribly wrong with the defense, that this team is going to be in a pretty good spot. If Kyler Murray has that good of a season, I mean, those are two playoff quarterbacks ahead of him. If you look at the quarterbacks that are behind him, you know, Dak Prescott, we mentioned Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, those are those are playoff caliber quarterbacks on playoff teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
remember the days where there were multiple 5,000 yard passers and everyone's like, yeah, this is going to be the We might see a 6,000 yard passer before, you know, and now it's completely dip. It's crazy how it's a quarterback friendly league. Obviously they're in bubble wrap, but only a couple guys hit that plateau. Now, I mean, it used to be Drew Brees every year. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's a trip. Like, I, I don't know why that 31 irks me a little bit. I mean, they're going to have to put up points. Like, the defense is going to be good, but I wonder how much of this is Cliff Kingsbury. I wonder if this, how much of this is just, he, I mean, Kyler completed nine passes against Dallas last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nine for 24, nine for 25. Obviously, they, they could have run the hell out of the ball they as they did, but I just, you always think a quarterback's going to throw two touchdown passes a game when it's a pass first offense. Right. And here, here's where, I mean, if anything's going to go right for the Arizona Cardinals is they have to get back to where they were in the first half of the season in the red zone. That's where Kyler Murray was so lethal. That's where he was, you know, a top fantasy football player just in general. And they kind of reverted back to where they were in year one or under Cliff Kingsbury where they were really atrocious in the red zone. It's going to come, to, like, the success as far as Kyler Murray, you know, fantasy player Kyler Murray just Arizona Cardinals quarterback is going to be this team getting back on track in the red zone. And I think that they have the wet weapons. I think you need to dial up Nook Hopkins a little bit more in the red zone than they did last year. Uh, I think you got to get back to where Kyler Murray was running those RPOs. He was going after those design runs. Is uh, He's going to be 100% healthy where I don't think he was a net. I mean, obviously he missed time in the regular season finale last year. But after he took, was it the game against the, the Dolphins where he suffered the apparent shoulder injury it was either dolphins or bills and i don't think he was the same after that as far as he wasn't 100 percent. it was his throwing shoulder i'm not going to say that's the full you know you know that's the excuse of why they didn't because i think there were a ton of other variables that went into it but a healthy kyler murray with these stat projections i, I think they're pretty attainable yes that is true um who is your who is your keeper quarterback I don't have a keeper quarterback. Oh, you don't? Uh-uh. Well, I've got two keeper yeah. running backs. And one oh, that's of- right, because you're not a dynasty. I, I'm in my first dynasty league, and my quarterbacks right now are uh, Tua, Ugh. Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. and that's what I got. Um, so I'm going to have a top six pick uh, next year. So Garbaggio. We'll what that's what that is. Well, I mean, the rest Garbaggio. of my <laughs> roster is stacked. I scored the second most points in the league last year and finished dead last. Wow. I sent you screenshots every week. Yeah. I you screenshots Look, every week. It was brutal. I know. You you had a horrible season last year. You didn't make the playoffs. You were the Arizona Cardinals as far as fantasy yeah. football is concerned. Some pretty yeah. decent numbers, but couldn't get the job done at the end of the day. Yeah. The, speaking of, uh, I do have you know the running back that the Cardinals will face in week one. He was uh, clamoring on social media the other day. That is a terrifying prospect for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll tell you exactly what that is. Plus, we'll revisit the Antoine Wesley. Does he have a role for the Cardinals after signing a contract to reunite with his college coach, Cliff Kingsbury from Texas Tech Days in Lubbock? We'll get into it. It's Locked On Cardinals. All right, so final just segment of the week. We're getting into it. We talked a little fantasy football. I do have Derrick Henry as my fantasy running back. He's my keeper. I know nobody gives a crap about my keepers or my fantasy team. But I saw Derrick Henry basically on social media pounding the table for the uh, Tennessee Titans to make a move for Julio Jones. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you don't exactly escape that. We were talking about Julio Jones. Number one, the prospect of the Arizona Cardinals being in on uh, trying to acquire you know, the future Hall of Fame wide receiver. And probably that it's unrealistic 
But if Steve Kime needs to make a phone call, uh, we saw some, I guess, uh, some odds. The Ravens are the top team or top favorite to land Julio Jones. Next on that list is San Francisco. He'll want out by week six if he goes to Baltimore. If he what? He'll want out by week six yeah. if he goes to, goes to Baltimore. Too many ducks. Three targets way. a game. 19 <laughs> throws a game. Get three of them. I mean, I'm sure his targets will be up as far as his uh, his ability to haul down some of those those rough passes from Lamar Jackson, who's, as we said, just projected with 17 games, 3,400 yards passing. So Yahoo Sports not big on Lamar Jackson throwing the football. Uh, we're looking at the Titans. Titans are at plus 600. The Arizona Cardinals season opening opponent. And Henry was saying, go get him. Uh, tight, tighten the F up on social media. And then A.J. Brown following that up with I'll even give him number 11 uh, for Julio Jones. So you wouldn't escape it. You would actually have to face the nightmare offense of Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Ryan Tannehill who's been playing the best football of his life the last two seasons in Nashville. And that's on the road. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, it would be tough to avoid the L week one if that's the roster they're staring down. Well, and isn't there an NFC West team that's around there as well, Bo? What, the Niners? Oh, yeah, you mentioned the Niners. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's two teams the Cardinals could face this year. Like, look at the Cardinals' schedule in flux. They could be playing a Green Bay-less Aaron Rodgers on Thursday night. They could be playing a Deshaun Watson-less Houston Texans on Sunday, the week before that Thursday night game, or they could be playing both of those quarterbacks. Like, the rosters, I mean, the schedule is going to be really weird one way or another for the Cardinals this year, and hopefully Julio Jones isn't a part of it. No doubt about it. Part of any of these rosters. But, I mean, when you look at the odds, um, they don't face the Ravens, fine, but they do face the Niners twice. They do face the Titans. They do face the Colts, who are plus 700. As you said, they face the the Packers. Uh, They face, let's see here, and and then that's it. Then you got a bunch of NFC East teams, which is, well, the Cowboys are on this. They're the 10th best favorite to land Julio Jones. That's I mean, you're already trying to pick your poison as far as Dallas anyway because of the receiving core. And Jerry Jones, I'm sure, like anybody, does his due diligence. Uh, say what you want about him, but he'll be in on the conversations to try to get Julio Jones and Prime from Atlanta. But I, I don't know. I mean, there isn't a good scenario for the Arizona Cardinals how their schedule stacks up. I mean, if you look at it, the best-case scenario is Baltimore uh, for the rest of the league because, as we kind of joked, it's – He's going to see passes drop in front of him, over his head, to the side of him, ducks that are going to be shot out of the air, picked off by uh, by Lamar Jackson, who's been struggling to throw the football since his MVP season. So, I mean, it's going to be nice to see Lamar Jackson run and Julio Jones, you know, watch him run by him because he certainly has that ability. But as far as Julio Jones and his impact, I think it's the least of it. It's going to be made for Baltimore. I mean, I wonder how much Julio has left in the tank also. Like, A.J. Green, people are automatically out on. Yeah. Completely out. And they're the same age, right? I mean, I know Julio Jones has always been looked at as a better wide receiver. Um, Like, he's always been one. A.J. AJ Green's been that B-plus, A-minus, the leader of the second tier of wide receivers. I mean, the quarterback play probably, and you know, but still, I wonder with AJ Green, with uh, Julio Jones' hamstring and leg injuries that he seems to have every week, he's always questionable. Talking about fantasy football, it's like a lot of people pass on Julio Jones because they don't want to have to draft another Falcons wide receiver. 
to have to take place of him where he's questionable up to game time every week. I mean, AJ Green was out the majority of last year. He was not an impact guy, but who's to say that AJ Green couldn't have a better year than like than Julio Jones this year? I'm gonna say it. I just don't. You're think gonna it. say it. I, I mean, I saw you saw it last year even with in down seasons for both wide receivers, similar age, but guys who were also yeah. I mean, when you're five years ago, when you're staring down taking the first wide receiver off the board, those both of those guys were in the conversation and rightfully so. But I think is the the problem with Julio Jones and it's gonna it's just the how the physicality that he plays with, uh, and the way that opposing cornerbacks cover him. It's just a more physical game, uh, and he's just gonna be beat up. But uh, you know, I, I just think he's got the edge right now. He had over 700 yards receiving last year. AJ Green did not. Um, I mean, I, it's only 150 difference or 200 difference. They had five separate, re- five fewer receptions and one fewer touchdown. Like yeah. the offense was so much more high powered in in Atlanta. I mean, Joe Burrow goes down. The I was playing quarterback for the for the Bengals, you know, and then Joe Mixon goes out. Their offensive line's terrible. It's not as far-fetched to think that it could be a tighter race this year for who who produces the most. Yeah, no no doubt. Look, no doubt about it. I, I don't I, – I'm just giving him the edge because of what I've seen yeah. lately from Julio Jones, and that's completely just – I test nothing to back that up. That's just my personal opinion. But, you know, I mean, they were guys that were in the same breath as far as top five wide receivers in this league for a long time, for a sustained – amount of seasons so you can't say that about a lot of other you know a lot of other wide receivers who had you know a couple splash years these guys were consistently in the top five for a long time and we'll see who has anything left in the tank and if it's AJ Green good for Steve Kime in the Arizona Cardinals real quick yeah the Antoine Wesley so do you, do you envision a role for a guy like Antoine Wesley or is he just going to be a camp body could it be you know the the just a familiar guy, a guy that knows the offense coming into Cliff Kingsbury's system in his third year and just trying to catch some passes from a couple other quarterbacks, Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray, um, Chris Strebler, uh, was it Cole McDonald? No longer, it seems like Brett Hundley's days are done as a Cardinal. He's visiting the Cowboys. That was the most recent thing I saw from him. But I just don't, I know it's going to be tough. I mean, if a guy like Butler, how talented he is, and he can't crack this roster, i got to envision it's tough for a guy like Wesley, who hasn't played two years since coming from Texas Tech. Yeah. I mean, the wide receiver room is still super top-heavy. You know? I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. Green's going to help. Christian Kirk will see. Rondell Moore is a rookie. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think any it – just it's like the offensive line theory from Steve Kai. Bring in a bunch of bodies and hope somebody works. Yeah, and it's it's a, it adds diversity. I mean, as far as what type of playmakers, what type of wide receivers you have in that room, because right now it's you know DeAndre Hopkins is alpha, and he's you know your your top dog, and then you got Christian Kirk, a little undersized. You got Rondell Moore, a little undersized. You've got uh, Andy Isabella, undersized. So bringing in some height, bringing in some you know physicality. It's six five. I think that's good just just to get some different looks. And like you said, I don't know. Maybe there might be something. Complete speculation as far as maybe he could play tight end. Maybe he could be a playmaking tight end. But that's that is the top, that is the like as far as transitions in sports. Like people like when we talk about Tim Tebow playing tight end, it's not an easy transition for anybody because of how physical it. You have to be 
to just take on some of those oncoming pass rushers. Like it's that's that's why a lot of people can't do it. So no, it's true. I just I don't Absolutely. I think people sleep on it. It's like, oh well you're just a big body guy who can go run routes. It's like there's way more to it than that. Like if it was that if that was the case, every wide receiver that, you know, didn't hit at the NFL level that's big bodied, why don't you just throw him at the tight end? They don't it, there, there's more to it. There's more on the the to do list as far as their 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 uh, job titles concerned to figure that out. It's Bo. It's Alex. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards at Clancy's Corner at B O B R A C K. Big weeks of show. Big week of shows next week. Uh, we're gonna start to get into more fantasy projections. We'll start uh, another. We'll probably get Cam Cox back in here. Can't wait to talk to him again. And just get his thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals roster as uh, the 2021 offseason is really just, we, we've hit slow season after just a fast and furious uh, out of the gates, big signings, good draft. We'll see what Cam Cox's thoughts are on this Arizona Cardinals team before they hit training camp. It's Bo, it's Alex. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have an amazing weekend and we'll talk to you on Monday.